0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Arena Games Shorts powered by Zwift and in this episode we have Olympian 2019 European Champion, unofficially the world 5k record holder on the road and a proud product of Glasgow Beth Potter uh, joins me for this one. Beth, is it still unofficially? Are we, are we an unofficial still world 5k world record holder? What's, what's the situation?
1: Yeah, it is still unofficial, unfortunately, um, but no one has. There has been a couple of attempts since, and for one reason or another, they weren't ratified because the course was short by, like, 12 and metres, so I don't know if anyone's actually run any quicker, but, yeah, I'm still holding on to it. Just claim it,
0: as long as, you, as, long as there's no person who can tell you that it's not, claim it. That's how, we, that's how we do it, right?
1: I did it that night. There was people there to watch it, so, yeah. I can. I've done it. I've done it.
0: It exists. Fourteen forty one. Am I right? Fourteen forty one, and you and you were trying to run at fifteen fifteen. Like, were you, did you even know at any point where you like? Did you even realize how quick you were going during?
1: Yeah, no, because the the guy uh, Chris Barnes, who kind of set up the the podium five k, he he was shouting out split times at, at the key markers, and I I was thinking. Okay, this is a bit. These are numbers I haven't heard before. This he must be standing in the wrong in the wrong place. It's it's fine. We'll go with it. Uh, <sighs> and then it was only the realization started to kick in when I had like a lap to go, which was about to be uh, a bit to go, and it was eleven something on the clock, and I was like, oh, oh well, I've got to run three minutes now because, I yeah, I mu- it must be right. It must be right. So yeah, I think it was it was all a bit surreal. I still can't believe I actually did it when I was. When I do track sessions at the moment, and I'm running round, I'm thinking I have to run like I'd have to run 70 seconds a lap for 12 and a half, 12 and a half laps to run that time. I just think that's mad. I and and that. a week after
0: a week after arena games, like what are you doing? You worked so hard. You won arena games and then did this a week
1: later. I know, and I trained hard into it as well. So I, I don't know. Someone actually did upset me on the Thursday. I remember. The Thursday going into, I won't go into the details of it, but on the Thursday going into the 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 five k, someone said something to me and it really bugged me, and I think part of that was anger fueled on the Saturday, because mm. it was I was really I was really pent up about it, and um, so yeah, it just get me angry. I'll I'll, I'll go fast.
0: Some players <laughs> play better when they're angry in every sport, and some don't. Yeah we have got a yep. lot of secret rage just in a little ball in there that we need to unleash. I'll do my best over the next 25 minutes to see if I can unleash it. i get some yeah, better
1: see, see something to offend me and then, you know, you never know.
0: I invariably do. So I don't know what it's going to be. It'll be something. Um, so let's talk more broadly. Uh, strong enter last year. A pair of World Cup wins came off the back of Super League uh, in South Korea and then you're following it up with a seventh in Abu Dhabi. I mean, you must be happy with 2021 particularly the end of 2021 but also the start to be fair you had a really solid seven or eight months so you must be flying coming into this year.
1: Yeah no I think last year was definitely a step in the the right direction in terms of like performance and I think just more consistent performances on the big stage. Um, there was a bit of a, a break in the middle obviously with the Olympics and then I actually got I was a bit ill after Leeds and I just I found it really difficult I didn't really know what to do like having run so quick at over 5k which I wasn't expecting to in an event that I don't really like um I was like do I go for the Olympic trials and the track I just didn't know what to do I was really lost and then you know it was actually the same day as Leeds WTS and I was like well I have to do Leeds like I have to show that I'm committed to triathlon I need to do it so it was hard like knowing that there was no real spot up for up for grabs really on the tri team so that was difficult and I think long-term it was the best decision because I'm not going to get a uh, triathlon experience by running a 5k on the, on the track. So yeah, I think, um, and then consolidated at the end of last year. I actually think Super League did me massive favours. You know, it was, it was like a crash course <laughs> um, of like bike technical stuff. Um, so that was that was really good for me. Uh, and I just took a lot of confidence going into those Korean races and then Abu Dhabi.
0: So you weren't like, you You must have been pretty sorely tempted to to try and make the, because this was in April and then I know June was when they were doing the selection trial. So did how close did you get to, to going back to athletics at least for a few months?
1: Yeah, I was really close in my head, yeah. Um, and then actually it was my boyfriend that was like, no, you need to stick to the plan because um, that's not going to get you to, to Paris, like Paris has always been the long-term goal. So he's like, H- like how how will that help you get to Paris? It's not like you don't need to prove yourself. Like I don't need to ever do a five k again. <laughs> I've, com- I've completed no, it no. in my head, but yeah, I've got nothing to prove there. I've got everything to prove in, in triathlon. So yeah, and I think had I gone to the Olympics in five k, I and mean, I don't want to just make the final. So it, you know, like I had to make it make a decision. Like I could have gone, made the final, and finished like eighth or something or tenth or whatever, but. I I don't want that, so I had to figure like what's gonna what's gonna benefit the long term goal for for triathlon. Is it running a five k or is it getting a season, um you know where I get lots of experience and and racecraft and practice. So I d- I went for that went for that.
0: That is such a fantastic decision to make, like to have to make where you're like, should I come in the top ten at the Olympics? Well, I should probably go and do this instead. That's that's uh, surreal to me. Like, but um obviously it's you know when you stand on the start line in Paris, it's going to have all paid off. And and it came off the back of those great results at the end of the year. They came off the back as, as you said, a crazy month of racing with Super League Triathlon and, and a consistent month for you. You came seventh in London and you were fifth Brit out of uh, even though you came seventh in London, which is crazy to me. Uh, you podiumed in Munich, uh, fifth in Jersey, tenth in Malibu, which that threw out a lot of curveballs, that one with the waves and everything. But... It was such a consistent, consistent month of racing for you. How did you find it overall, Um, racing back to back? And then obviously you did some more racing after that. But how did you find it?
1: Um, I actually, yeah, I thought it was really good. I I find that I build in confidence and like getting used to racing, the more I have in a kind of block. Um, So that was was really good for me and just being able to like do them week after week and just You know, like, you don't have time to really think about your mistakes. You're just straight back on the start line, even in between races. So that's really good. And also, like, it was the best 20 athletes in the world. So I was getting constant exposure. I was racing with them. Um, And, yeah, also with, you know, just there's so many strong bits. And I think at London, I wasn't really because I actually did quite well in the, in the second part of that, I think, or the first part, I can't remember. But um, I think it definitely, um you need to have a bit of practice at the Super League format. So I think as the races went on, I got better.
0: There's a lot to think about, isn't there? They send you backwards, they make you do it over and over, every transition is crucial. Like it's There's a lot to consider whilst you're also going as hard as you can.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, there's, there's um yeah, just even like thinking, oh, what's, what discipline am I doing next? So I think <laughs> no one made that mistake of, Nearly diving in with her helmet on, so it's just um, it's it's not just like a physical workout. It's definitely you have to think what's coming next when I need to put my cap and goggles on. And,
0: you know, yeah. mm. I'm no good at thinking and also working out at the same time. Like the blood's either in the brain or it's in the rest of the body. So uh, yeah. better you than me. And and before that was the uh was the arena games, and that was your first exposure, I suppose, to, to super league racing, and you, and you won on Dubu in London. So. Tell tell us about that and and what that experience was like and what you expected. Uh, Was it any different to what you expected? Because it was, you know, it was kind of new to all of us as well, in a way. Um,
1: Yeah, so I actually was practicing the kind of, we did some swim, uh, not swim to bike, bike to run sessions on the, we did to set up our turbos onto the kind of curved treadmills here in Leeds. But they're not as good as the ones at Super League. And I actually like strained my hamstring a little bit, so I was expecting the worst. I was like, "This is going to be awful. I'm going to be so bad at this." Um, and like when I saw the start start list, I was just like, "Yeah, I'll I'll aim for fifth. Like if I come fifth, top five, that's that's going to be good for me." So let's just go with that. And then um, I don't know. I I don't know what happened. I just all those fears seemed to disappear when the when the gun went, and I was like, "I'm on one." So yeah, it was good.
0: You were on one, and and you know, I went back and I looked at all the splits. Um, today in preparation for this because, you know, surprisingly, I don't memorize the splits from every Super League race. I had to go back and refresh my memory. And your transitions were so much faster than everyone else's. And not to, mm-hmm. not to take anything away from your actual uh, legs, but I reckon the transitions is what won you in the end because you just were super fast through the transition. And when that doesn't happen for Super League athletes, the first time they come in, they usually get a bit, like, you need to hone it in a little bit on the transitions.
1: Yeah, I did practice them a little bit and we were just doing like, not like religiously practicing them, but, you know, when we do Spence and Friday in the pool, we were practicing it with our hats off and then you had to put the hat on and dive in. So mm. we were just doing little things like that. So I had I had had some exposure to it before I like lined up. So
0: Well, it, it certainly did, you did the job and Sophie Caldwell did the job back on you in Rotterdam after that, but a silver yeah. to add to the London gold. So you're two from two. Uh, in terms of standing on the podium, you must have been extremely happy with that. And now looking forward, of course, to the arena game starting again.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy the format of racing, and it's it's good fun. It's early season; it helps break up the winter a little bit, so we can just do a bit more faster training at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's really good fun, and um, I hope it's here to stay.
0: Well, are you are you doing all three because we saw April ninth in Munich and then uh, a couple of weeks later we're in London and then we finish in Singapore. So are you doing all three and aiming for the title? Is that what the plan is or are we missing one?
1: No, I'm I'm down for all three, yeah.
0: Very good because there is a world title on the line now um, with World Triathlon coming on board and I guess that gives it a further legitimacy and it would be nice to kind of get to early May with a World Championship title under your belt. That would be something a bit different.
1: Yeah, it would, yeah. Um, it'd be definitely new. So
0: <laughs> it was uh, that that day that the second one was an all Brit podium with Lucy Charles and, and and Sophie Conwell. So when you when you when you relegate Lucy Charles to second place on the podium, how does that feel? Because that's a pretty solid name to 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 hand the silver medal to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Lucy did really well. To be fair, she she you know she's coming from a long distance background, and to put yourself into the short course stuff and with all the short course girls, I think. She definitely didn't disgrace herself, so I think she's um forced to reckon with yeah.
0: Across every distance from two hundred meters to three point eight kilometers, it doesn't really make any difference, and and I guess that leads me to the and and you mentioned it before, just the pure strength of everyone of, of all the Brits at the moment in the women's side is just uh, it's almost the likes of never what we've never seen before. I mean, it's it's quite crazy. I was speaking to Jess Learmonth on one of these episodes not long ago, and she can't make the Commonwealth Games team, you know. And that's that's crazy to me. So, I mean, what do you think about the, the 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 pure depth of of what you guys are doing up there?
1: Yeah, it's it is mad. Uh, I'm just glad I'm into the top five now, British women that I can get starts. So that was my that was my goal playing <laughs> the season, race race anything to get in the top five. So so I could be set up well for this year. But yeah, it's it is crazy how how strong it is. And I think obviously we saw it with the guys a couple of years ago, um, with the Burnley's paving the way almost, but yeah, it's just crazy. It's, yeah, a lot of British women, a lot of very good British women.
0: Well, it's handy to be in Scotland. You've already picked up the Commonwealth Games spot um, for your third Commonwealth Games in Birmingham this year, which, you know, it, it, I suppose it must be a relief of sorts to be able to just tick that box, know what's coming, and then be able to concentrate on the little things instead of worrying about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's always a bit stressful, isn't it, trying to qualify for teams and... Um, i don't know
0: trying you to me. Tell me, I've
1: got no idea <laughs> well it is there's <laughs> always um there's always like the the stress of it like be- being able to perform at, on that certain day or whatever um so it's nice to get it kind of in the bag early early doors um and then just be able to yeah focus on prep going into that this summer um obviously there's gonna there's so much racing now racing starts well april may time um going on till uh, november so it's it's nice to just know that that one's in the bag and I can focus on the other ones around it and preparation going into it.
0: I guess, uh, and I and I always go, we're going back a little bit, but there's there's so much to, obviously there's a lot of talk about your running. You come from a running background. You've done so much in running, um, but triathlon is three sports. And I guess the jump in your your jumps forward over the last few years have come, you know, from your swim and your bike as, you, as you're improving those. First of all, a two-part question. Let's start with the first part. When you're so good at running, why, why the switch? Like I don't mean, understand. Like you know, it's just a lot to, to to take on because you know anyone who does triathlon and is not a pure a pure swimmer has to learn how to swim. It's hard enough, but when you're so good at one thing to to expand out into the three sports, that's a brave choice.
1: Yeah, it's just I just wasn't good enough on running. Like I was never like I was very good, but I I was never gonna. Well, I didn't think I was ever gonna win an Olympic medal. On, on the track that was it that was the bottom line yeah I mean I think I could I think I've still got like unfinished business on the track on the roads but I'm never gonna win an Olympic medal on on the track
0: did you ever have you has there ever been a point when you switched that you regretted switching or you thought maybe I can't do this because to be fair like the the progression has been solid like you have done you've gone to a Com games first that wasn't long after you switched um you became the European champion in 2019 every year's been better than the year before so there's ever there's never been a point where you thought oh I've done the wrong thing
1: yeah there was definitely doubts especially that first year um where I, I just would get you know I was thrown into the deep end I was training with the Olympic performance squad here in Leeds I hadn't swum for 10 years never ridden a bike um and running with my strong point so I would train with you know the guys all the time I would I'd get lapped in the pool, I would get dropped in the bike, and then I would train with guys on the run because the guys were quick enough for me. And I'd get, you know, like I'd get shelled at some point on the run, like on on sessions. So I just felt like every single time I went to do something, I just felt rubbish. I felt like I wasn't good enough because I was training with people a lot better than me across all three disciplines. Um, And it's been nice to see the progression. So that that has been a positive about it. It's, um, you know... i I get i get better all the time basically so it's it's like being a it's like being a junior or like a novice at a, a new sport again so it's it's cool but it was also really frustrating and i spent a lot of time like upset about it like have i made the right decision why did i leave my my job my like my career in london my safety like my comfort zone and and come and do this it was just like oh you've made such a bad mistake beth
0: so when was the when was the moment when, when cuz I can I can totally understand how that was and and obviously there would have been some some dark times when uh, I can't even imagine but when was there a particular moment where you thought hang on maybe I have done the right thing here or there was a breakthrough moment for you that showed you that you might have been on the right track
1: Yeah I think I think um well I mean you know it was there was definitely low points like sponsors dropped me and and you know like it was it was hard and I had no money um, I was like living off my savings it was awful and it was really stressful and then um, and then, but I always kind of felt like well pe- the people in Leeds especially like the Brownleys they wouldn't they wouldn't be helping me like you know Johnny put me up in my first year when I when I lived there and um, really, they both really took me under the wing and, and helped me in training and and I was like well people these people aren't going to waste their time on someone if they don't have you know they don't if they don't have a kind of a belief that they're going to be pretty decent so I think that always kept me going and just um I just knew I knew it was never going to be a quick kind of turnaround I knew it was going to take time and um getting used to a new sport and new new um just a whole new kind of regime I knew it was going to take take time so I just had to be patient and just kept my head down and just kept training what's it like living with Johnny Brown yeah it was good I can't remember it was so long ago now um (laughs) Yeah, it was like 2017. It, yeah, it was fun. It was it was good to like pick his brains. And obviously, um, I just couldn't believe how much training he did at the time. I was just like, wow, I cannot do that. I would it's be just, in a hole. You life. can.
0: And you do now.
1: Oh, yeah, now, now I'm like a couple of years down the line and I can do it. I just couldn't believe how much they did. And I was like, are you not tired? I'm tired <laughs> all the time and I'm doing like half of what you're doing. I was like, this is just mad.
0: <laughs> well, I'm tired all the time too, mate. We just uh, are. Everybody uh, is. Yeah, tired well, and
1: hungry all the time. What's that? Just being tired and hungry all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I am tired and hungry all the time. I'm not doing any training. <laughs> okay, <laughs> That's the problem. Because when I go on Super League, like on the world tour, and everyone's sitting there eating 450 bread rolls and mountains of pasta, I'm like, well, I will too. But then they go out and do a four-hour ride, and I just go back and sit in the hotel.
1: You have to eat a lot.
0: Yeah, well that's why Henry Scubin weighs fifty six kilos and I weigh forty kilos more than he does. This is the this is the problem, right? But anyway I digress. You when you talk about being tired and juggling, right? So your Olympic journey, interesting one. You obviously already been you went to Rio. You were teaching full time when you went to Rio. Like which to me is just madness. Like you just popped off for the summer holidays and went, Oh, I'll just gonna quickly go to the Olympics and I'll come back and see you in turn three or whatever it is. Is that what happened?
1: Yeah. It was, yeah it was a bit mad they um they all gave me all the kids gave me a good send-off actually they had like um end of year like assembly and then all the kids were getting presented with their I don't know merits and things and then at the end they're like oh and we've got one special one to give out this year and I was like oh my god <laughs> And there were, like, 1,200 kids in the Assembly Hall. I was like, oh, no. And they were like, can Miss Potter please come up? I was like, no, she can't. <laughs> I was, like, hiding behind all the teachers. Like, oh, no, I can't go up. This is so embarrassing. Um, but, yeah, no, they were really supportive and it was a bit mad. I remember the kids, my registration class um, every morning, because they knew I ran and they knew it was, like, Olympics and stuff. And they kept asking me, Miss, are you going to Olympics? Are you going to Olympics? And I was like, I don't know, I don't know. Um, I don't know yeah so basically and then I had the trials one weekend and I didn't tell anyone I was doing it I just popped off did the trial came second went back to school on Monday and I remember it was was a kid called Archie he said miss are you going to are you going to Lindex and I was like yes I am I was like yeah I qualified at the weekend and he's like oh my god that's sick so yeah it was quite cool it was it was quite cool um quite a cool time but it was hard. I was up at like half five, six every morning and then training in the evening after work. So it was, um, it was hard. It wasn't, it wasn't something I think I could keep going forever. Um, but it was, yeah, it was achievable at the time.
0: Yeah. see, even though I did teaching for a while, it's not like when you, you go oh it's only from nine till three or whatever. It's so exhausting. Kids are so exhausting. It's not something you want to go train afterwards. You're like oh man, I just need to sit in the dark by myself after that.
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely hard and just tiring and emotionally draining sometimes. But um, I think it helped that I had an understanding of school and my, my coach was nearby and I could you know do it in between lessons sometimes. So it was that was very like lucky. I was able to do that
0: there's a bit of a theme going through this podcast where you're just tired and run down and upset and it's just hard is this, is this the vibe we're getting
1: <laughs> but then if it's not if it's not any of those things is it worth it so
0: <laughs> exactly and you just you keep um making more and more strides and obviously you're in the uk and um and every time i talk to anyone about Zwift they're like yeah I, if the further north they are they're like yeah love it so is it, are you, because I've, I've tried to stalk you on Zwift and you have a private profile. You won't accept my friend request, So I've been waiting for days.
1: Well, we've actually been very, we've been blessed with very good weather here in Leeds. So I have been getting outside recently. Um, and then before that I was in Spain. So I didn't actually need my turbo, but I have been on it a bit because I've been doing some swim to bike. Um, yeah. So I have been doing um, some sessions on it. Um And yeah, I do some VO2 sessions because it's more controlled. On, on Zwift, and I like how you can like put your put your session in. You know, you can like create your own session. I quite like that feature. Do you like the
0: data and the feedback, as you say, more controlled? Like when you go out on the road or whatever, there's a lot of factors that you don't have to worry about when you're on the turbo and you've got Zwift there to be able to give you instant feedback and and a structured workout. Like I can imagine how that would fit well into a triathlete's training schedule.
1: Yeah, and no, I I think it definitely has a place for some parts of my training. Like even when it's if it's miserable outside. It's just easy to jump on. And then, yeah, for those VO2 type sessions, you can, like, have – I like the little dial where it tells you to keep it in the range. That's quite good for me. Um, and obviously, it's really controlled. You don't have to worry about hills or, any like, any descents that might put your power out a little bit. So it's it's really good for that.
0: i tell you what's good for you because you came to it later. You wouldn't have had that as, like, years and years of just being on a turbo and staring at the wall before Zwift was invented.
1: Mm, like yeah.
0: everyone who's been around for ages is like, oh, it's so much better because I don't have to just look at the wall or like I just, yeah. it's so much more fun. But you, you wouldn't have ever had that.
1: No, I wouldn't have had that. No. Mm,
0: you don't know how good you've got it. You should just try wow. one Try one with nothing one day. And, and it's the same as like, you know, kids are streaming music now. But they don't understand what it's like to try and have to tape, tape songs off the radio using play and record on your tape deck. And you yeah. wouldn't even know that.
1: No, I don't know or, that either.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, life's a lot easier when you've got Swift. 100. Uh, percent What about your racing form? Do you do you ever race on Swift? Because obviously it's a, it's very different to real world, and you would you know obviously you'd know that doing the arena games, you would have had to do some going in to really get the vibe for what that is like.
1: Mm. No, I've um, I've done some of the races that you can just enter like, like at the time, and um, it was actually it had a really useful um, purpose during lockdown. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Charlie. Was that Charlie?
1: Charlie, what is it? he wants some more peanut butter. Um everybody, everybody so it, was
0: really
1: <laughs> it was really good for that. Um, you know, it kept we actually had a British um or like a, a Leeds based group on Chain Gang here in Leeds that we could do Chain Gang on a Thursday night so it's the same time and it was good that you know, it it just helped keep you motivated, I found. Especially when it was really hard and um, you know, you had a group of people to hash it out with on on Zwift, which was good, and you can you got your sessions done that way, so that was a definite benefit for me.
0: Outstanding. Uh, 2022 goals. I mean, if I was going to talk to you in December, last question. I mean, what would you be happy with coming out of this? Is it a Kong Games medal? Is it a WTS? You know, top podiums. So like, what? I mean, what is it that you want as a pass mark for 2022?
1: Yeah, you just said all my goals there. And that right, something. okay,
0: that's you. I've done it. I've done the question.
1: Basically, yeah, I just I feel like I just need to improve on last year. Um, I've actually worked really hard. I know I do that all the time, but worked really hard on my biking this year, and uh, running's taken a bit of a backseat, um, even more of a backseat than it had been. So, um, yeah, I've been um, just working hard away at my bike and just trying to get that um, run off the bike as close to not the 1441 but you know as as small a differential as possible to my flat 5k um and that's come from you know doing more biking and harder biking and working on the technical side so I've been doing a lot of riding with uh, cyclists this winter um so yeah I'm I'm interested to see see where it's at when I come out and and race this season um yeah I actually start my season starts on Saturday so I've got my first race on Saturday
0: does it what is it what's on
1: it's just a very low cu- low-key European Cup in Katira. oh
0: completely. yes of course because I spoke to justice Nischlag the other day on Friday doing a podcast too he's going there too theres a, it's not a bad field
1: no um it's I don't I've not had a proper look at the women's field but um it's a nice place and I think I just need to get it's a standard distance as well so I just need to get one out I always have a bit of a car crash first first race out so I just want to get the car crash out way now Um, (laughs) I just don't want the car crash to be at Yokohama again so let's do it at Katira
0: okay well I look forward to following that closely and working out when that car crash actually happens
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs)
0: surely not also not too bad to just head down to Portugal for a little while from Leeds that's always a good thing
1: yeah no actually I looked at the weather though it's pretty shocking this week it's in Portugal yeah oh stop it I know but that's good for me because it's often b- bad weather here in Leeds, so that's good.
0: Well, that's good. if it makes you feel any better, it's summer here in Australia and we've just had a flood.
1: <laughs> I saw, I saw. I shouldn't be laughing, yeah. Mm. The whole world's gone a bit mad.
0: Yeah, it has gone totally mad. And if we all survive to the end of the year, let's hope that we're talking to Beth Potter, the Commonwealth Games gold medalist, and the why don't we just say WTCS, I don't know, champion? I don't know. Would that wow, be too much for us?
1: That's too much to ask. Let's just go with podium. Hopefully I get on the podium a couple of times this year. Multiple
0: podium getter. That's the one. <laughs> and, yeah. But we can't just say podium because that has no context.
1: We have okay. to say podium
0: yeah. getter. And why do we add in there, and you're aiming, of course, also for the championship season of Super League as well, because it's going to be an expanded one this, this season coming up with some really interesting races.
1: Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to Super League. Um it's a really fun I found it like a really fun month last year. So I'm I'm really looking forward to September again. It'll be it'll be good.
0: No, well, me too, one hundred percent. Beth, thank you so much for taking the time. You've just finished swimming. What's the rest of the day hold? You got what what other sessions have you got?
1: Um so I've got an easy so Monday's usually just an easy day, so an easy um bike and then straight into an easy run. So um just straight off the bike. And then this evening I've got a gym session.
0: So four sets, an easy Monday where you do a swim session, a bike session, a run session, and a gym session.
1: That's right, yeah. Easy
0: Monday. Easy. easy. That sounds super easy. That's it. that's my easy month right there. Thanks so much. I won't take up any more of your time. Get back into your training, uh, and we'll see you at the Arena Games on April 9th in Munich.
1: Cool. Thanks. Thanks, Susan.
0: Thanks, Beth.